people say that I'm going out of my mind. They always have an opinion about my life. I could care less, cause I only bring in good vibes. Oh, feeling myself, you could see it in my smile. I'm not singing, oh, don't worry about me when I'm in a zone. Free up yourself, cause you already know. Listeners around the world logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone, and JanoRadio.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. I'm Mo. Excuse me, I'm Moments with me. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And here are the details we have coming up. Well, here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in uh, stories out of North America. Florida authorities say elderly woman was killed by two alligators after falling into a pond. According to police chief, three dead in Indiana mall shooting witness kills gunman. Mississippi prosecutors have no plans to go after woman involved in Emmett Till lynching following discovery of decades-long arrest warrant for her. 
Autopsy report shows that Jalen Walker was shot 46 times during the June 27th incident. Texas Attorney General sues Biden administration for ordering states to provide abortions in emergency cases. Republican Senators Marco Rubio and Kevin Kramer introduced bill requiring child support at conception. In business and tech news, Skittles faces a lawsuit over alleged use of toxic chemicals used to color candy. 2022 list of worst states to live in released. Ah, in health and science news, Georgia monkeypox cases spike nearly 100 confirmed cases. And the CDC warns of virus that causes severe illness in infants under three months old. In sports news, Houston Texans and the 30 women who accused Deshaun Watson of sexual misconduct have settled their lawsuits. Brittany Griner's lawyer says WNBA star had a doctor's note for medical marijuana. LeBron James says he hates Boston because their fans are racist AF. In the Caribbean corner, Jamaica to host OAS Policy Forum on Resilience Building in Tourism. Also out of Jamaica, St. James Police leading in gun seizures this year and 6,000 young people to be employed this summer. In sports out of the Caribbean, the greatest and in entertainment, no Jamaican in top 100. In our Believe It or Not stories, men come forward with claims of having sexual encounters with anti-LGBTQ plus pastor Jesse Lee Peterson, a six-year-old boy on life support after being found with his head in a motel toilet. In entertainment news, Nick Cannon says it's safe to bet that he will have three more children by year's end. Amber Rose says she does not believe in God because she has more questions than answers. Comedian Craig Robinson cancels comedy show after an active shooter entered the venue. Ricky Martin denies incest, domestic violence allegations against nephew. And Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck get married in Las Vegas. We're going to have the details of these stories right after this music break. And of course, today it's Move It Monday. And we're doing it in Soka Stally. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Uh, uh, bring love to Carnivale. 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 Smile up.
To all our listeners who are logged on to the quality music zone, QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Thank you so much to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee Intel World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. Don't forget to download that Jano Radio app, J A H K N O Radio, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. So take us on the go. And of course, if you want quality music while you work, tune in to QMZRadio.com. It's Move It Monday, and of course, we do it in Soka Style right here on Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. New day, new week, new challenges, but guess what? New opportunities. You determine how you want to look at the glass half full or half empty. I choose to look at it half full, right? Count my blessings and appreciate the lessons hope you all have a wonderful week are charged up and ready to go if you're not awake hopefully the soca soca music will get you going and now it's time for us to get into the details yes my my blood is pumping so i'm certainly ready i'm awake I think. (laughs) And we're going to be starting off with stories out of North America. Nothing on the international scene today. We will be returning with international news tomorrow. Have a lot of stories to cover this side of the world. So uh, our first story, courtesy of Paula Alert, a Florida elderly woman died tragically on Friday after she fell into a pond near her Englewood home and was attacked by two alligators. The Sarasota County Sheriff's Office said the woman struggled to stay afloat after she was seen falling into the water at the Boca Royale Golf and Country Club. While in the water, two alligators were observed near the victim and ultimately grabbed her while in the water, deputies added. The woman, whose name has not been released, was pronounced dead at the scene. An an investigation was launched at the golf course following the incident. In a statement to people, Doug Foote, who is the general manager of the Boca Royale Golf and Country Club, said this is a tragic situation and they're deeply saddened by what happened. Their hearts go to the family members and friends affected by the loss and they offer their deepest condolences. Of course, the investigation continues and they're working with authorities to provide any information officials confirmed that the alligators had been removed by the florida fish and wildlife conservation commission uh, 
One of the alligators was 8 feet, 10 inches long, and the other was 7'7". Seven, seven. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission said it still is unknown if the specific alligators were the ones involved in the fatal incident. At this time, there are currently no plans to remove any additional alligators from the area at this time. So even alligators have more rights than women. Sorry. Had to say it. Sounds bad. Why don't you remove all the alligators that are in that lake? Relocate them. You don't want to kill them. I get that. Wildlife conservation. Move them to a different territory. Get them out of the golf course. What is going to have to happen again? Because if it were a person who killed her, that person would be in jail. Alligators should be removed. They should not be close to humans. We know what they're capable of. And they're what you call wildlife. So what their behavior is expected. But protect people, at least. Please, remove them. Uh, that should be a no-brainer, in my opinion. But then again, who am I, right? According to the Associated Press, three people were fatally shot and two were injured Sunday evening at an Indiana mall after a man with a rifle opened fire in a food court and an armed civilian shot and killed him, police said. The man entered the Greenwood Park Mall with a rifle and several magazines of ammunition and began firing in the food court. The 22-year-old from nearby Bartholomew County, who was legally carrying a firearm at the mall, shot and killed the gunman, Ison said in a news conference. Four of those hit by gunfire were females and one was a male. He didn't immediately know the specific gender or age of those who were killed. He said a 12-year-old girl was among the two injured, both of whom are in stable condition. Police confiscated a suspicious backpack that was in a bathroom near the food court. Officers went to the mall at about 6 p.m. for reports of the shooting. The real hero of the day is the citizen that was lawfully carrying a firearm in that food court and was able to stop the shooter almost as soon as he began. The mass shooting was just the latest to unnerve Americans in 2022. Schools, churches, grocery stores, and a 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois, have all become killing grounds in recent months. Still, the reality of America's staggering murder rate can often be seen more clearly in individual deaths that rarely make the news. Indianapolis Metropolitan Police and multiple other agencies are assisting in the investigation. We are sickened by yet another type of incident like this in our country. County and country, said Indianapolis Assistant Chief of Police Chris Bailey. There was no threat to the area Sunday night. Greenwood is a south suburb of Indianapolis with a population of about 60,000. Mayor Mark Myers asked for prayers to the victims and our first responders. The tragedy hits at the core of the community, Myers said in a statement. Authorities say they will provide more details on Monday, which is today. It's the way of life. I'm sorry. Um, what else can I say? It is, has now become the expected norm. Yes, we are grateful that uh, lawful, um, or I should say, a citizen who had his weapon, a legal weapon on him, and according to law, is allowed to have it. Thank, thank God for that, that he was able to intercept and take down the, the um, suspect. 
we're grateful for that. But I have a question. Are security guards in the malls allowed to carry guns? From what I've observed, I've never seen a mall security guard with a gun. I've seen them with um, tasers. I've seen them with batons or batons, however you choose to pronounce it. And I've seen them with flashlights. Um, how effective are those tools in this day and age, in this present day? How effective are those tools for them in carrying out their jobs, understanding that we are constantly at a risk wherever we go? I would say um, security companies need to arm their security guards that are in the mall. My suggestion, for what it's worth, you know, because what if that citizen was not around? What could have happened? Our next story, courtesy of Paula Alert, many of us have been wondering what would come after a decades-long arrest warrant was found for the woman involved in the Emmett Till lynching. Sadly, Mississippi's Attorney General has announced that there is no plan to prosecute Carolyn Bryant Donham, the white woman, accused of setting off the lynching of Till nearly 70 years ago. Michelle Williams, Chief of Staff for Attorney General Lynn Fitch, said on Friday... There is no new evidence to open the case back up. Williams also said Finch's office had not contacted LaFleur County District Attorney Duane Richardson, who is the local prosecutor and the one who would be responsible for pursuing any case against Carolyn Bryant Donham. Williams also noted that the Justice Department had previously investigated the matter without filing charges and then closed the case in December. Recently, a group searched the basement of the LaFleur County Courthouse and came across the unserved arrest warrant that charged Donham, then-husband Roy Bryant and brother-in-law J.W. Millam, in Till's 1955 abduction. The men were arrested but later acquitted on murder charges in Till's slaying. Donham, who is now 87, was never arrested. In an unpublished memoir, Don Ham claims she was unaware of what would happen to Till, who was a teenager at the time and killed before he was tossed in a river. She accused him of making lewd comments and grabbing her while she worked alone at a family store in Money, Mississippi. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. No plans to pursue, just dismiss. Oh, well, it happened. Deal with it. Suck it up. Life goes on. I hope they treat every case like that going forward then. I sincerely hope cases that come to the forefront years, decades down the road, may they be treated the same because this is what we're saying. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It no longer matters what one does to another. They will not be held accountable in any way, shape, or form. Time has passed. Yeah. We already knew that. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Javad. Welcome. We already knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Not a big surprise to me. Not at all. Not a big surprise. But I'll say this, Javette, I was hoping that they would do the right thing. Do the right thing. Do right by Emmett Till. 
do the right thing by his family, those who mourn him, do the right thing for the community at large. Yeah. Some of us are more privileged than others. Medical examiners revealed that Jalen Walker was shot 46 times by Ohio police last month. Walker was shot and killed by Ohio police on June 27th. According to Summit County Medical Examiner Lisa Kohler, Walker suffered from 46 gunshot wounds. As Kosher announced the autopsy report, she said the 46 shots were from the entrance and graze wounds. There are 46 entrance wounds. There are 15 exit wounds. And five of the wounds that would be in the entrances are graze wounds. Kohler explained where the bullets hit Walker. There were 15 gunshot wounds to his torso, 17 to his pelvis and upper legs, one shot to his face, eight to his arms and right hand, five to his knees, lower right leg and right foot. She added that five bullets entered Walker's back but couldn't determine if it was when he was running from office, officers sorry, or simply moving his body. Kohler mentioned that Walker suffered devastating injuries. However, medical examiners can't determine which bullet killed him. He's got an injury to his heart, Kohler said. He has an injury to both lungs, which also bleed extensively, and he has an injury to the right iliac artery. So we've got multiple locations that are going to bleed significantly and would contribute to his death. The toxicology screening shows that Walker tested negative for any drugs or alcohol. If you're not aware, Ohio authorities attempted to pull Walker over for an unspecified traffic violation. The stop led to a car chase between Walker and the officers. During the chase, the police reported a firearm being discharged from the suspect vehicle. Walker then jumped out of the car and tried to escape but officers followed him on foot and opened fire. Walker was pronounced dead on the scene with no weapon found near his body. The gun in question was later discovered inside Walker's vehicle. You know what that 46 sounds like? You, you, line, you put somebody up against the wall and you have a firing squad just going at them? Should he have run? No. But does it justify them doing this to him? No. To no one. Absolutely not. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But I will say this to young men or any person. Don't run. Because running guarantees your death. You stand a chance of being alive when you stand up or you just stop your vehicle and get out. You stand a better chance. There's a greater probability that you will survive because once you run, now you become a target. Now you are a target. Open range. I implore people, everyone, just stop. Just stop. It's not worth running. It's not worth it. Give yourself that 50-50 chance. 
or 60-40 or 70-30. Give yourself that chance. And I understand. Um, I, I do understand why someone would run. I'm not going to pretend I don't understand. I, I certainly get it. Fair. Fair is the number one reason, in my opinion, why one would run. Yeah, fair. Because you've heard so many stories over and over again, and you're like, you know what, let me take my chances. But it's not working, folks. It's not working. And even if you have nothing against you, no traffic, um, no outstanding warrants, I should say. Nothing. Just stop. Worse if you have something. Stop. You have a gun in the vehicle. Stop. Just stop. I can't stress that enough. I really can't. It's better to turn your phone on and let it start recording. Put it on your dash somewhere in the vehicle where we can hear the audio or if you're able to do a visual recording. Do that. Do that. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has filed a lawsuit against Joe Biden's administration for requiring doctors to perform abortions in emergency cases. On Monday... The Biden administration stated federal law allows women to receive an abortion in cases in which a mother's health is at risk. In addition, he said doctors and hospitals are required to provide abortions in such instances. In cases of health-related emergencies, the Department of Health and Human Services says the Emergency Medical Treatment and Active Labor Act guarantees a person health care even for abortions despite a state's abortion laws. In response to the Biden administration, Texas's Attorney General Ken Paxton sued it over the mandate, calling the administration's move illegal. On Thursday, the state of Texas asked the federal court to block the order. In the lawsuit, Texas, Texas sorry, claims the Department of Health and Human Services is attempting to use federal law to transform every emergency room in the country into a walk-in abortion clinic. This administration has a hard time following the law, and now they are trying to have their appointed bureaucrats mandate that hospitals and emergency medicine physicians perform abortions, said Paxton in a statement NBC News reports. I will not allow him to undermine and distort existing laws, to fit his administration's unlawful agenda. Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra says, regardless of the laws of the land in any state, women have the right to emergency care. Under the law, no matter where you live, women have the right to emergency care, including abortion. Today, in no uncertain terms, we are reinforcing that we expect providers to continue offering these services and that federal law preempts state abortion bans when needed for emergency care. Javed, what's wrong with Texas? So not even in an emergency, jeopardizing the health of the woman, the most common being an ectopic pregnancy. But I'm not surprised. I watched a clip where um, some senators were being questioned 
up in Washington. And clearly they don't know what an ectopic pregnancy is. Varying <laughs> responses for them. They don't see what the problem is if there's an ectopic pregnancy. They don't see why the pregnancy can't continue. <laughs> Do these, are these people married to men? To women, I mean? <laughs> oh boy i was hope wait i gotta hold my tongue no please because <laughs> i was gonna no i was gonna call them something i shouldn't what's depressing javette there was even a woman who was contesting it as if to say she don't see the problem yeah um i don't know i think it's in the water maybe it's in the air i i i really don't know i really don't know I have no clue, but I would love for someone to go back and tell me how much money was wasted for all these frivolous lawsuits. How much, how much time these senators and representatives have wasted when there's so many other things out there that need to be changed. It's, it's just so sad. And I'm just so thankful that I don't even have a teenager anymore <laughs> or a young child. Um, it doesn't mean that nothing can ever happen to a woman, right. you know, but at least as a woman, maybe you can handle it just a little better. And or you can get on a plane and go somewhere else and take care of yourself. Yeah. Now, Javette, imagine your daughter getting pregnant and has an ectopic pregnancy. The, the fetus is lodged in the fallopian tube. And as the child grows, as the fetus grows, it, um, without a doubt, is going to rupture the fallopian tube, which is going to lead to death. It's going to lead to death. No, They want us dead. Clearly. It seems so. <laughs> there is a hatred for women. I don't know what it is. There has to be. Women hate women. Men hate women. What's really going on? They want you dead. And the child is going to die too because the child can only grow, the, the, the embryo or the fetus can only grow so far in a fallopian tube. So both are going to end up dead. When they were sitting there in secret, the Supreme Court justices, in the still of the night as they were whispering and planning this, Clearly, they did not speak to any medical professional. It's quite obvious. They made a decision based on assumption. They made a decision based on the need to increase the, the population of a specific classified group. They made a decision out of fear. And even though 
we can sit here and say, oh, this is not our war, meaning the war of Latinos or the black community or any other race. Guess what? Unfortunately, it affects us too. We know it's not our war. We know. But as a woman, it affects us. It does. Yeah. To hell with you, women. We don't care about you. We don't care. We don't care if you're raped. We don't care if there's a risk to your life. We don't care. Save the babies by all means necessary. Save them. We don't care if they have a mother. We don't care. We just want the baby. Yeah, we just want the baby. We really don't care about you. That movie I told you about? Yeah. Um, so you know how criminalization is a big business? Yes. Well, forced to care is going to be a big business next. <laughs> you know that, that that's the premise of that movie. Javet, as you say that, and when I read your message, I remember an article that I came across, and I, I'm checking my phone to see if I saved the article, and I did. You know what? I'm going to pull it up, and I'm going to play it. <laughs> I think this is the right one. I hope I have the right one here, because what is amusing and i'm being very facetious right now let me see if this is it hold on one second i think i have it here one second doesn't want us claiming the child we're pregnant with on our taxes because it's not considered a child but wants to throw us in prison for getting an abortion because it is a child while being the same government that's okay with taking your children away for not having money and resources to raise them while placing them with foster families that they fund and give all the resources to make that make sense <laughs> you guys know what's really interesting? Our government doesn't want us claiming the child we're pregnant with on our taxes because it's not considered a child, but wants to throw us in prison for getting an abortion because it is a child. While being the same government that's okay with taking your children away for not having money and resources to raise them, while placing them with foster families that they fund and give all the resources to. Yeah, Javet. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> Yeah, they take my, I can't afford to look after my child. They take my child from me, give the child to somebody else and pay the person to look after my child. Does that make sense? Instead of giving me the money to be able to look after my child, they take my child away from me and pay somebody else to rape my child, to abuse my child, to not show any love to my child. And I'm not talking about the cases where children are removed from homes where they're abused and um, mistreated and, and uh, you know, any bad thing happening to them. I'm not talking about those. I remember living in Georgia and speaking to a state worker and she said what pained her heart. She remembers, you know, having to go into a home and remove children, perfectly healthy children. Why did she have to go and remove them? A neighbor called 
to say the children were home alone. The parents, both parents had to go to work, right? And they leave instructions with the older one, what to do, what not to do. But this neighbor decided to be malicious, claimed they're looking out for the best interest of the child, of the children. Call Department of Children and Family Services or call the police. I don't remember which one, but both got involved. So she had to go into the home and remove the children. She said, perfectly healthy, well taken care of. But the parents had to work. And even working, both parents working, they could not afford daycare. So the children would be home for a few hours. You know when the bus drops those children off? They'd be home just for a few hours. So they remove the children and put them in the foster system. Instead of saying, and pay somebody for those children, instead of saying, you know something? No, granted, these parents have asked the state for help and are told they make too much money. Told they're making too much money, but they can't afford um, daycare. So you're left between a rock and a hard place, and then they take your children and pay somebody else. And the woman said it pained her heart to do it. Moments, you know how many children back in the day would have been taken from their parents? That's where latchkey kid came from. That's where that term came from. Latchkey. You know how many people and children would have been devastated back in the day? My mother used to leave me with two young kids <laughs> for more than one day. Okay? It's just, it's, it's, I keep saying it. It's just end of days. It's just the end of days. I, I don't know. I don't even want to. Mm, 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 mm. So, Javad, instead of them revisiting how they handle state benefits, to truly help people who need it, they would rather take your child away from you. you. You're trying as a parent. You are trying your best. So now let's put it into today. Yeah. They say they care, but they really don't care. So now, but Javette, you put these, <clears throat> these people have, the, the women have these children. They end up in foster care. The foster care is going to be overwhelmed. The foster care system is going to be overwhelmed, grossly overwhelmed. And all you're going to have is a generation of children who are going to come out angry and bitter. So how does it benefit the country? So, and that's the premise of this movie. I mean, even if you don't watch it, I'm just going to say, so what happens in this movie when the state foster care system can't manage the foster care, they sell it to big corporations. So now the foster care system is run by um, corporations and the state gives the money to them. 
and then you see the other caveat yep. that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, big business, big business. They find a way to enslave us. Thank you. Without it call without calling it slavery. Without calling it slavery, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what it is. It's another form of slavery. Just another form. Stop telling people you care about children. Stop telling people you care about people. Because that's not what care looks like. It doesn't look like that. So Texas, yep, sues Biden administration for ordering the states to provide abortions in emergency cases. So woman, if you're in Texas, just plan to die. Write your will. Write your will. Plan your funeral if you can. Plan your funeral if you can because that's what it's coming down to. Yeah. We don't care anymore. Just go ahead and plan your funeral. The minute you find out you're pregnant, just plan your funeral because God forbid the pregnancy results in being in an ectopic pregnancy. You're going to still carry that child and both of y'all are going to be dead. Republican Senators Marco Rubio and Kevin Kramer introduced a bill requiring child support at conception. Following the Supreme Court's reversal of the landmark case Roe v. Wade, Republican Senators Marco Rubio and Kevin Kramer proposed a bill requiring child support payments beginning at conception. The legislation called the Unborn Child Support Act aims to provide financial support to pregnant women. It would amend the Social Security Act to ensure that child support from unborn children is collected and distributed under the Child Support Enforcement Program. We should do everything we can to support American mothers and their children. This bill would allow expecting mothers to prepare and support their babies before they are born. The bill would allow mothers to request child support payments beginning with the month of conception. If paternity is established after the baby is born, the child's mother could request retroactive funds. Caring for the well-being of our children begins long before a baby is born, Kramer said. It begins at the first moment of life, conception, and fathers have obligations, financial and otherwise, during pregnancy. The bill is one of the several Republicans have introduced aimed at providing support to mothers in the wake of the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization ruling. The bill is being sponsored by eight other Republican senators, including Steve Daines, Jim Inhofe, Marsha Blackburn, Rick Scott, Cindy Hyde-Smith, Roger Marshall, Roger Wicker, and James Langford. Mike Johnson, Republican, Louisiana, introduced legislation in the House to coincide with the Unborn Child Support Act. <laughs> that's all we can do is laugh. I'm that's all we can do is laugh. I mean, again. Javette, why we, was have no, we have no money for schools. 
We have children that can't get fed. We have parents that make $10,000. People telling them that they make too much so they can't even get food stamps. Just ridiculous. But Javette, how funny it is that the Republicans are pushing for this to support the white woman. Why wasn't this implemented or pushed for before? Hmm? Why not? Now that they're, so what they're saying really, the subliminal message, it's not really that subliminal if people can really read it for what it's worth, is that we're going to, we're telling you to have these children and we're going to help you. <laughs> Why nobody said that to the black woman or the Latino woman? At conception, we're going to see to it that you get child support. <laughs> but the white woman now is being affected. She's under attack. So we got to protect her how we can. We're forcing them to have the babies. So let us see to it that child support kicks in from the minute they have conceived. So you get on top of me, you impregnate me. I believe I'm pregnant. Bam, you go, you're, you're going on child support. So we're going to see to it that we have all your data. We have phone numbers, addresses. Oh, I need your social security number before you get inside of me. I need all your info. I need your job, how much you make. Just, you know something? Just go ahead and fill out this application for me, please, before we have sex. Just in case I get pregnant, I'm going to need it. Then, oh, pregnant. Okay, here we go. Child support. Let's go. <laughs> though we live in a, a circus there's no other way to put it we live in a living this is a circus we no longer have to go to the circus to watch barnum and bailey brothers or any other circus we live in a damn circus this is supposed to javette calm everybody right calm the woman down yeah I guess they've been watching TikTok. Okay, let's calm them down. Let's let's throw a bone at them that they will like child support once they realize they're pregnant. How are the men feeling about this? How are the men feeling? Are men okay with this? Men on stage, are you okay with this? <laughs> Once you have sex with a woman and she finds out she's pregnant, are you okay going on child support? The men on stage are in a better country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. No, only you and Madly, friend. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're not doing the clown show in Canada yet. Yet. Let me, let me put that. <laughs> let me leave that that yet. <laughs> You're in the Matrix, Chief, but let's see if we can make you out. Excuse me. Yeah, clown show indeed. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, 
So we have an analysis here from CNN Politics. Voters of color are backing the GOP at historic levels. Wow, this is interesting. We're in the doldrums of the 2022 election season outside of the rescheduled Maryland primary. There are no federal primaries this month. That means political media denizens are looking for almost anything that they can focus on. They got it last week in the form of a New York Times Siena College poll. This poll had all sorts of good data in it from a potential 2024 Joe Biden-Donald Trump rematch to the 2020 race, 2022, sorry, race for congressional control. But there were two nuggets in the poll that got me thinking the most. One was about voters of color and the other was on coronavirus. The first is where we'll begin our look at the political week as that was. In a divided world, racial and gender divides are declining. All you have to do is turn on the political news to see that we are a country where political tribalism is high. Political science tells us that congressional polarization, for instance, is at its highest level since the 19th century. But while Democrats and Republicans may be further apart in policy than any of us can remember, that breakdown is not occurring along racial and gender lines as much as you might think. The Times poll showed that Democrats were ahead by around 25 points among voters of color on the generic congressional ballot, which usually asks respondents some form of the following question. If the elections for Congress were held today, would you vote for the Democratic or Republican Party? Democrats trailed among white voters on the same question by 10 points. A 35-point racial gap is minuscule by historical standards. I decided to investigate further by averaging polling data from CNN, Fox, Marist College, Monmouth University, and New York Times. The average showed the Democrats up by 30 points among voters of color and losing white voters by 14 points, a somewhat larger 44-point racial gap, but still historically small. It's In fact, it's the smallest divide this century. For perspective, consider recent elections. The racial gap between white voters and voters of color in 2020 races for the U.S. House was about 63 points, according to an average of CNN exit poll and Catalyst data. It was about 64 points in the 2018 midterms. Now, Look at exit poll data going back this century. I couldn't find a single year with a smaller difference between how white voters and voters of color filled in their congressional ballots than what the polls are suggesting right now. The biggest or the big reason for this shrinking gap is that voters of color are supporting Republicans at very high levels. Hmm. Part of why that is occurring is the changing demographic makeup of voters of color. They are a lot more Hispanic than they used to be. At the same time, they're a lot less black. Hispanic voters don't support Democrats as much as black voters. But that's not all that's going on. Democratic support from Asian American, black, and Hispanic voters is much lower than it has usually been. Interesting. This is interesting. So you have more colored folks voting for the, or are in favor of the Republicans. I wonder why. 
I met one this weekend, or was it last weekend? Caribbean at that. Mm -hmm. Um, from Dominica. Mm -hmm. And uh, I so wanted to ask the question, <laughs> but um, I left it alone. I left it alone. I wish you had asked because I'm interested to understand why. Because here's the thing. In my mind, if you're of color and you vote Republican, I question you because I'm not saying that every Republican is racist, but <laughs> that's what I'm seeing so far. But those who are at the forefront who are racist happen to be Republican. When you listen to the utterances of their Donald Trump and others, you hear the blatant racism. You hear it. So I question, do you not hear these things that are being said? And I'm not saying that the Democratic Party is the best. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that racism does not exist in the Democratic Party. I'm not saying that either. But for some reason, in my opinion, and what I've been exposed to and what I'm seeing in journalism day in, day out, is that the Republicans come across as racist. Now, I know that there are some people who go Republican because of tax benefits. But is it worth it? Is it really worth it? To push their agenda just so that you can have an extra dollar in your pocket. Is it worth it? Good morning. Good morning, Jodianne. How are you doing? I am doing well. I'm glad you said that because the African-American people who I know who are like, I support a Republican, it's for that reason. But then for me, I have to challenge your, your mindset because if you are willing to vote or go to a particular party who goes against everything you believe in policy-wise, just because you are in a different tax bracket, it I, I do tend to look at those people sideways too because you're telling me that you're selfish. I'm only, because if, if it's that you align with the policies, like if, if you're like, I'm pro everything that conservatives are talking about and our views align, that's one thing. But our views don't align. However, I'm going to get a tax break. And even though that's going to benefit me and my household and not necessarily everyone, that's good enough for me to go this way. And not only that, but push it, right? Mm -hmm. So try to encourage other people to also um, vote Republican. I don't, for me, there has to be multiple sides. Like, it, I don't mind people being Republican or Democrat or independent, I say, do as you please. That's your, that's your view. But if your rationale is because I used to be poor, but now I'm not poor and Republicans gonna make black people rich. 
I, I, I might not say anything, but I do kind of side-eye you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I get you. I feel you. I, I agree with you. Um, I'm not looking at the screen, so I don't, I don't Jodian, know. That was Jodian. That's Jodian. Okay. So when, when I signed up to vote, at the time, I went with the party that I felt understood my life and how my world um, was evolving at the time. But every time I go to vote... I mean, the only time that you can switch parties, in all honesty, is when you're voting for uh, the presidential, um, the higher offices, because the little offices, you have to stay within your party. But I look at everyone's background, because not every Democrat, not every Democrat believes in the things that I believe as well. So I'm glad you said that, you know, both parties has their problems. Mm -hmm. They really do. But if the only reason you're doing it is because of money, I mean, that's the American way, right? Yeah. Capitalism. Mm -hmm. That's the American way. Sellouts. Sellouts. Good morning, naturalists. Go right ahead. Good morning, ladies and gentle people. <laughs> the, the the great thing about Republicans, you know, whether you like them or not, they are the master of messaging. They will have you hooked on to that message, and it doesn't matter how, how bad it is, you will still go for them because that message that they are they, that they are sending, even if it's a fake message, that um, you know they're going to lower your taxes, they're going to protect your gun rights, and they do the things and they're out there and you see them that they are fighting and you say oh my gosh he's fighting for what i believe in now when you look at the the democrat side you could say that oh they are, they have things but there is no passion in fighting for it you know i can't just think of something right now that's you know what that's a democrat issue right there and yes this guy's out there fighting for that and he's willing to sacrifice his um political career for that it is done on, on the Democratic side. So people get tired of seeing it. I've been with a party that they consider, although I may agree with 99.9% .9 of things that they're doing, they have no fight in them. Most of their fight is what you call infighting. Yeah. That, is, that, is, that is their biggest fight, where this one fighting against this one, Manchin and Cinema and, and Bernie Sanders. And there is no unifying message that this is what we stand for, where how you're fighting for these things. What is popular or not, we are fighting for these things. And that's one of the reasons why Democrat Party folks are so, you know, disinterested in, in, in voting for them and being a party because, you know, we don't see a fighter. We just see folks who go out there will just say, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm for that. I, I'm for abortion, all right. But they are willing to sacrifice for themselves for that right. And Republican, in many cases, they want to sacrifice themselves for the, the, the things that they do believe in. Yeah. It, here's what I think. I think for, just speaking for black people, mm -hmm. I think the image of the Republican Party is elite to some black people and the image of Democrat because it aligns with other black people for them feels inferior. Yep. So in my opinion, when certain black people get to a certain position, they feel like 
in order to be a part of the elitism, they need to associate themselves with the Republican Party because the Democratic Party is ghetto. Yep. Thank you for saying it, Jordan. I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say it. So I thank you for saying it. And she's absolutely right. It's like I am now able to afford Gucci and Louis Vuitton. So I'm going to wear that. That's literally what it is. I no longer shop at Walmart or Target or Forever 21. I want to be with the elites and I run and I go out and I get me a Bentley because I can afford it now and I want to be recognized as such. Jordan is absolutely right. But I didn't want to say it. I've been attacked enough. But can, but can you really afford it or are you just trying to keep up with the Joneses? <laughs> that part. <laughs> True. Yeah. So the Democratic Party has work to do. They have work to do. And naturalists raised a very valid point. The Republican Party, even if they don't agree with each other, they present a united front. And they fight together. They probably tear each other's eyes out, gouge each other's eyes out. But one thing they do is they come together and they get the job done. So I can understand why someone would be more inclined to vote for them. But at the same time, I would say to the people of color, hold the Democratic Party responsible, not by jumping ship, but speak to your representatives at the state level. Speak to those in your district. See to it that you're putting people in who have a backbone who have some of those traits that are needed to get things done, not just be talkers, but actually be doers. Put your money where your mouth is. Get things done. That's what we need, action. So, again, don't jump ship, but hold your people responsible. If your values and your morals and don't align with those of the Republican Party. Why are you going over there? And that's the problem we have. We jump ship to whatever benefits our pocket instead of fixing the issue. And to break it down to a macro and micro level, let's look at economics within the communities of color. If I start making a bag, handmade, and I, it takes me time. And I price that bag at $500, let's say, low end, right? Quality leather, great workmanship. We say, no, we don't want it because who are you? But Salvatore Ferragamo will come out with a similar bag, less inferior, or I should say inferior quality, charge you $1,500 and you jump on it because you want to be seen as an elite. Instead of building up my company so that there can be a trickle-down effect within the community. No, we're not interested in doing that. Good morning. Good morning, War. Good morning, everyone. 
Um, very, very interesting take. <laughs> but um, as usual, I'm going to take a different, I'm going to say something different. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to say that um, there we know race exists and everything, dude, this racism stuff and everything, right? Mm-hmm. I th- I believe, and rather I would even say, both parties, right, don't look after black people's interests. Both does not. But it's just the way how... One side played, and the other side played. I believe the Republicans are like in your face, right? And the Democrats are more crafty in the way they do things. I believe, um, in essence, our population is, I believe, um, traditionally has been. Uh, conservative in our value, belief, family structure, and stuff like that. And I believe because of that, a lot of us resonate more with the Republican Party than the Democratic Party. But because of the race issue that is played up every time election come come around, it cloudy and muddied the landscape. Right? And we keep in a sense, choosing um, the Democrats out of fear, right, and not really demand. Are you there, War? Because um, we don't, they take us, like, for granted. Like, for instance, you know, just this one issue. Um, In the last election, Black Americans went to Biden and said, what will you do for us? What did Biden say? Just vote for me and you'll see. While when they went to Trump, Trump actually put a plan together to help black people. And how much um, millions he, he placed aside just to assist. He put that on the table. And he said, believe me, trust me, I will do this. Biden said, vote for me and you'll see. He, he, he went pressed, he insists he's not going to say anything or commit to any kind of plan. After he got elected, what did he do? He turned his back and forget. Right? We see the Asians got their, um, their um, positions reinforced within the, within the society. But when asked about blacks, what happened? Nothing. Their tuition and stuff get right off. What happened to black people and their tuitions? Right? Um, nothing happens. Yet we still commit to these democratic values, right? And insist on being uh, partners with people who don't care about us, who trick us, who lie to us. You know what I mean? So I believe... Um, we are being bamboozled, have been bamboozled by them for the longest time, and because of that one thing, that one in, um, card that they play so well, 
right? Don't vote for the Republican, they're racist, right? Because they show it. We don't. Yet, if you look at their legislative history and the programs that they support and the things they support, I believe it hurt the black community more so. Like, for instance, the Republican will say, well, we want to live on this side of the fence and you live over there. You know, they are straightforward. But the Democrats will separate you, but not support your community in the same way, which is the same sort of divide, because they don't provide any real funding or anything like that for your community to grow. Right? When, in a sense, too, when Trump got in, he said, I want to stop this continuous massacre that is happening in Chicago. He wanted to... Um, in a sense, send the feds in because we know that's a very messy situation over there and a lot of forces and people are involved. But who? Black people say no. Some of the, the people in position in leadership, they'd rather have the situation stay the same instead of, okay, let's give this a try and see if we can really stop and you know clean up the situation that's going on because there's so much corruption involved in this continual slaughtering of black people in Chicago. I'm just saying that, just putting out those few things. Interesting okay. points, interesting perspective, War. I, I appreciate it. And while you were, I wrote it in the chat so that I would not forget. Um, I said, did he forget? Remember, he didn't promise anything. So it's not that he forgot. There was nothing for him to forget. Because he didn't make any guarantees or promises. And we fell for the puss in a bag, as we like to say in Jamaica. Can I say something? Yeah, go while, ahead, Jody. While I agree with some of what Wars is saying, I I think he's like oversimplifying what's going on. Um, so I live in Metro Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia has a Democrat um, mayor. It's probably one of the most thriving cities for black people. When you talk about entrepreneurship, building wealth, if you come to Atlanta, you almost guarantee to make it happen. Now, Georgia is not exactly the same way all around, right? So the Democratic Party is looking after our best interests. And the thing about the presidential party, because it's different when you get federal when you talk about local elections and stuff. But when you when you think about the president and the terms that they serve, you really do not feel the impact of their work until they're out of office. They're in there for four years. Majority of that is trying to fix whatever the last president did. Look at the Supreme Court. Right. Donald Trump appointed people to the Supreme Court specifically to carry on their agenda. Me, I don't support overturning Roe v. Wade. Right. Um, President Biden get in office and he appoints the first black woman to the Supreme Court who's more qualified than everybody else who's been on the Supreme Court. It might not show results now, right? But a point, if he gets the ability to point somebody else, 
in four more years, whether it's Republican or Democratic president, whoever it is, they'll be able to make decision that aligns with my interests or our interests as a collective. And as a collective, I'm talking about people who share the same views when it comes to abortion or immigration or, you know, civil rights. Those, those group of people I'm talking about. If you're like, I don't think... Um, I don't believe in abortion and I don't believe in immigration rights. And I don't believe in civil rights and I don't believe in gay rights. Then you in another box and that's fine because that aligns with your views. But you cannot tell me as a person who have a particular view and is a part of the community with a view that Trump has my best interest at heart. Right. And we could pick and choose policies because there are a lot of policies out there right mm -hmm. and go through we could pick and choose the ones that we feel support our best interests we could deal with Biden too I don't think we 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 sometimes even sit down and look at the the policies I think sometimes we we go with what the news say is, is going on but I just challenge us to say in three four years we could look back and see, you know, the effects. And right now with Putin and everything we've seen, we've seen the effects of Donald Trump. Don't think like all the horrible things that's happened within the first year of Biden being in the office is because Biden is now in office. These things have been in works. And I yield the floor. So to, to sum up what Joe Dan is saying in my interpretation, right, is that with the Democratic Party, they're the cleanup crew. And we do not benefit from their decisions until years down the road, usually when the Republicans are back in office, right? That's what I'm gathering. Jodian, you are. Right, right. Because, like, <laughs> I, I, yes, and like, even, I feel like even Barack Obama, like, presidents who get eight years, like, you can hold them more accountable, right? Right. Because they have two terms to actually fix whatever, establish something, and keep it running to sustain it. Like, Obamacare is sustainable, right? Because he had the time to do it, implement If he just had four years, they would have got rid of Obamacare, <laughs> like, immediately. But it's kind of hard to do that once it's already established. It takes a lot of work, a lot of paperwork, a lot of back and forth. And Trump didn't have enough time to even change that with the four years that he had an office. So I think we just have to take that into consideration too when we are critiquing, you know, how good, how well the president is doing. So another thing that needs to be taken into consideration, Jodian, is this. You are fortunate in Atlanta that the folks that you have on the ground are hardworking, dedicated, putting in that overtime. The problem is the vast majority of the country doesn't have that. They don't have representatives and who truly, and I'm going to throw this out there, who truly believe. And I think that's probably the, the, the reason why we are seeing the shift. If I believe if there were more Stacey Abrams on the ground all over the country, things would probably be different and everybody would probably echo the same sentiment. So what we now need to do, and it goes back to what I said earlier, we the voters need to hold our local representatives accountable. 
hold them to a higher standard, demand certain things out of them. I agree. Trump ain't gonna fix your life. Like you live in a county, a city, a state. <laughs> like that's where the impact, the real impact lies. Because even Roe v. Wade, they didn't say you can't have abortions. What they said is whatever the state says. So if you think you're not gonna be involved in local like voting or be involved in your community, but then turn up and vote for a president and everything's gonna be all right. No, it's not going to be all right. The system is the system. And on that level, it's set up in a way that it takes years to make things happen. You can make an impact more like immediately on a local level in your county, in your city. You know, so it's better to be involved locally and, and pay attention to those voting and show up to city council meetings and participate if you can. Have a hand in who is represent who's the voice for your for your for your community. Yeah. All right, thank you. Um, We're gonna take one more comment and then we have to keep it moving. Go ahead, War. Yeah. I was just saying, don't get me wrong because I mentioned Trump. Trump is not the only person, right? It's just the most recent. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. The war on drug was started by Reagan. Reinforced by the Clinton administration, and they actually doubled down on it with the three-strike rule that basically ruined the black community. So these, when I say we're hyper-focused because they throw the race card mix in it, this is what happened to us, so we lose track of the big picture and just focus on small distractions. But don't see what the overall policies and how it is affecting the community Right? We don't look at those things. Right? We know for that also, um, today in this new epidemic, it is treated differently than how it is how black people, right, were treated in the Haiti during the crack epidemic. And these things we're not looking at and see that even so, it's Democrats are in a lot of these areas that, that are not looking out right, for our so-called interests. Yeah. We're hyper-focused and get, um, um, what should I say, Blind, um, rather put blinders on and just stick to this one thing and don't really critically analyze what is it they're doing, are they acting in our interest. All right. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for your comments. Loved the conversation. Here are the stories you missed out of North America. Florida authorities say elderly woman was killed by two alligators after falling into a pond. Chief police chief says three dead in an Indiana mall shooting. Witness kills gunman. Mississippi prosecutors have no plans to go after woman involved in Emmett Till lynching following discovery of decades-long arrest warrant for her. Autopsy report shows that Jalen Walker was shot 46 times during the June 27th incident. Texas Attorney General sues Biden administration for ordering states to provide abortions in emergency cases. And Republican Senators Marco Rubio and Kevin Kramer introduce bill requiring child support at conception. After the break, we're going to return with business, health, and sports news. Here's a little bit more soca music for us as we, you know, celebrate Move It Monday in soca style. But you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing. Tell her why you look back at it, 
eye contact I go make you feel my contact I want you to watch your conduct So when you start to fling that Look back, look at how it arch Look back, look back at the speed Look back, look what you just cause Look back, girl you look normal But you know what you're doing You know what you're doing Girl you know what you're doing You mean you waste for the eye contact Father if you send this lady I just wanna tell you thank you child You feel my contact I want you to watch your conduct So when you start to fling that Look back, look at how it arch Look back, look back at the speed Look back, look what you just
mash up is 20 girl to one man Yeah, yeah, yeah DJ bad to rat it and plus the dance from Yeah, yeah, when you come to mashing up Get I am a champion Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore web underscore me underscore media. Coming up later on this evening, well tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern, it's Days After Dark. Join Sonette, Rose Solo, Marlon, and myself moments with me as we talk about cheating. Hmm, why do we cheat? And that goes down tonight on QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Make sure you download that Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O Radio, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. And for music while you work, tune in to QMZRadio.com. It's all in the name, Quality Music Zone. Coming up, we have business and tech news. Please stay tuned. lawsuit over alleged use of toxic chemicals used to color candy. A lawsuit filed Thursday in the Northern District of California accuses Skittles parent company Mars Inc. of violating the state's consumer protection laws by failing to remove titanium dioxide, TiO2, from the candy. Reuters report states that in 2016, 
the company announced it would phase out TiO2 coloring and pledged to remove the chemical and all other artificial colors over the next five years. However, plaintiff Janil Thames claims he purchased Skittles from a California gas station earlier this year and discovered the candy still contained TiO2. According to the proposed class action lawsuit, the plaintiff insists he would not have purchased the candy had he known it still contained the toxin. TiO2 is reportedly used in everything from roofing materials and adhesives to paint and plastics. The complaint stated that the chemical is set to be banned in the European Union sometime next month after safety regulators confirmed it could alter DNA and cause organ damage. Thames argues Mars Inc. has failed to inform consumers about the dangers that come from consuming the toxin, Complex reported. Instead, defendant relies on the ingredients list, which is provided in minuscule print on the back of the products, the reading of which is made even more challenging by the lack of contrast in color between the font and packaging, as set out in a manner which consumers would normally view the product in the store. Thames is reportedly seeking unspecified damages for fraud and violations of consumer protection laws. I know I'm probably damaged because I used to eat a lot of Skittles. I enjoyed tasting the rainbow in that bag. But um, Mars, if you say you're going to do something, do something. Do not slip things through the cracks or allow things to slip through the cracks. And you can't say you didn't know. And imagine something that's in candy is also used in roofing, adhesives, paint and plastics and these are the things we're giving ourselves and unfortunately our children yeah we're gonna have to pay more attention or closer attention to the things that we're ingesting are we going to um be saved from everything no i remember once somebody said to me if you can't pronounce what's on the bag don't buy it and it's true. When you look at those labels, you, you get a little tongue tied trying to read what it says. And who really takes the time to pull up Google and, okay, let me type this in. You'll be at the supermarket all day. Just let me type this in and see what it says. And you probably come up with an empty cart. <sighs> well, do better, uh, Mars. Could I, I say something? Do you know the yeah. difference? Um, like my, my, um, one of my teachers told me um, is that with these chemicals, if it won't kill you in 25 years, they consider it safe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that it, it, it's safe, but they just give a period of time. Right? <laughs> so, and they also say that the human body right, is the greatest chemical disposal unit. <laughs> so let's just pack in it that, up. Yes, in that a lot of things that they can um, dump directly into the environment, <laughs> they find a way to get it into products in minuscule, just enough to make sure it won't kill you in 25 years, but they find a way to get rid of it. And I think this is one of those issues. Wow. Thank you for that insight. I was totally unaware of that. So we are a chemical disposal plant, literally walking around. 
But here's the problem I have. If you make a commitment to the community, to your consumers, stand by that commitment. Don't try to be slick with it. Don't do that. And and that's true. They take uh, the consumer's ignorance for granted. Yes. Yes. So all of us need to raise our level of awareness. And I do appreciate coming across um, articles like these because I was not paying attention the way I should. I do pay attention with some things, but I'm not vigilant the way I should be. And another thing is that whole foods is not really whole foods, meaning organic stuff is not really organic. I have said this before. We live in a, a polluted environment. So even though we may plant our own things, the very rain that comes down has some amount of pollution in it. But let us do the best that we can, however we can. So according to a new study, there are 5 million more job opportunities in the U.S., but apparently there are not enough employees to fill them. For the first time in a long time, Americans have more leverage than they have had in years. Apparently, they are using that power and unprecedented mobility to demand an environment that works in their favor, as well as a great quality of life in the workplace. CNBC's annual America's Top States for Business study weighs heavily on the quality of life. Since workers increasingly hold the cards these days, it is especially important in their method methodology, and there we go with my tongue-twisted words this morning, the study's life, health, and inclusion category considers several factors, including crime rates, environmental quality, and health care. But for the first time, researchers considered the availability of child care, which the U.S. Chamber of Commerce said is a major obstacle for parents who are seeking to re-enter the workforce, CNBC News reported. They also consider the inclusiveness of state laws in areas like protections against discrimination and voting rights, which they believe are not politics, but business. Many Gen Z and millennial workers will turn down jobs that don't match their values, Deloitte discovered. The study found that some states are welcoming of the new wave. However, 10 states fall short. Nevada ranked number 10 on the list mainly because of childcare access. There are roughly 400 licensed child care centers in a state with more than 3 million people, which is a huge problem when it's so desperately needed. Researchers also cited the state's poor air quality as a weakness. Tennessee's next on the list due to its lack of inclusiveness and crime. The volunteer state has passed a series of laws that target the LGBTQ community, which includes a transgender sports bill this year. Indiana, eighth on the list. The study found that, like Nevada, it too lacks childcare access. And when it comes to health, the state spends a mere $76 per person on public health. New Mexico comes in at seventh on the list due to its high crime rate. It has the second highest violent crime rate in the nation, according to FBI statistics. Only Alaska is worse. The study ranks Louisiana as number six. The United Health Foundation confirmed it as the unhealthiest state with the nation's third highest cholesterol level and comes in with the fourth highest rate of premature deaths. It's also rippled with violent crime with a rate among the nation's highest. Missouri is fifth. Voting rights aren't a strength in the state, despite the state agreeing to join 45 other states and allow early voting in the November general election. The same bill scheduled 
to take effect after the state's August primaries, prohibits most mail-in voting, and adds a deeply controversial voter ID provision. Healthcare resources placed South Carolina's number four, Becker's Hospital Review, found that there are 2.19 hospital beds per 1,000 residents. And the Palmetto State is 44th when it comes to access to clinical care. Oklahoma residents live in the third worst state because data shows they are among the least likely to exercise or eat fruits and vegetables. The state is also among the worst for adults without health insurance and childhood vaccines. Although skilled workers are flocking to Texas to work, it's not a promising move when they arrive because the state also suffers from a lack of childcare access, which places them second on the list. The Lone Star State ranks number three for net migration among college-educated workers, but they also grapple with a stressed healthcare system that has the highest rate of uninsured, new curbs on voting rights, and few protections against discrimination. Last on the list and securing the number one spot for being the worst state to live in, in the United States is in the beautiful state of Arizona. Researchers found that its air quality, inclusiveness, crime, and health resources are extremely weak. It has the worst air quality in the nation that is coupled with a poor healthcare system. The state spends just $79 per person on public health, which is among the country's lowest. Florida did not make that top 10 list. I wonder where Florida ranks of being the worst state to live in. I remember last week we read where Chicago was the number one city, they said, to live in. Interesting. Yeah, states, you have work to do. Sorry, Javette. Sorry to hear that Texas made it to number two as the worst state to live in. <laughs> We're, we're, well, you know what? Uh, yeah. Florida is open. Just, you know, bring your money, girl. Bring your money and come on down. In all honesty, I'm doing very well here. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. In health and science news, monkeypox causes... Mm, their cases continue to spike in the state of Georgia as a result of the Department of Public Health has expanded its distribution of a monkeypox vaccine to high-risk areas. State health officials have confirmed 93 cases. All cases are among men who are living in the metro Atlanta area and the majority identify as men who have sex with men. Despite that, experts still stress that anyone who has been in close contact with someone who has contracted monkeypox can become infected too. The United States has nearly 1,500 total confirmed monkeypox cases. This is according to WABE.org. States with the highest number of cases include New York, California, Illinois, and Georgia. Wow. The agency recommends vaccination for those who have been in close contact with someone with monkeypox or who are at high risk of exposure. DPH has also acknowledged the demand for monkeypox vaccine treatment that it outweighs the supply. As a result, the agency prioritizes the vaccine for individuals at high risk of infection in Fulton, 
DeKalb, Gwinnett, Cobb, and Clayton counties in Georgia. Protect yourselves, folks. And the CDC warns of a virus that causes severe illness in infants under three months. Federal officials announced on Thursday that doctors in multiple states had reported a virus that can cause seizures, meningitis, and other severe illnesses in infants under three months. Since May, the CDC has notified doctors and public health departments of cases of parachovirus. And I hope I pronounced it correct. P-A-R-E-C-H-O-V-I-R-U-S. So check it out, folks. Look it up. Get whatever information you can. If you know anyone who's expecting a young child or has someone younger than three months, share this information with them. So infections in young children have been reported in several jurisdictions. But the health alert does not specify which states or how many instances have been reported. Although the virus is not systematically monitored, how the number of cases compares to earlier seasons is unclear. However, increased testing could be related to the increased number of cases. The CDC reported that every positive case had involved PEVA3, one of the most commonly causing viruses to cause the severe disease. That's PEVA3. The FDA said that the virus in children older than six months is a typical childhood infection that spreads by sneezing, coughing, saliva, and feces and causes less severe illness. And this is according to the FDA. Rash, fever, and an upper respiratory tract infection are all symptoms. Researchers have found that white blood cells have vanished or are close to disappearing in the spinal fluid of babies with severe um, or parachovirus virus infections. There is no treatment for the virus, they say, to prevent the disease from spreading to nurseries or neonatal intensive care units. Doctors are urged to test for the virus and keep infants hospitalized with infections together. So something else, something else for us to be on the lookout for. All right. Never a dull moment. And again, for those who are listening, I will spell it out for you because I'm not sure if I pronounce it correctly. It is P-A-R-E-C-H-O-V-I-R-U-S-E-S, also known as having P-E-V-A-3. All right. And again, just to reiterate, um, symptoms, rash, fever, upper respiratory tract infection. All right. And how does it spread? Sneezing, coughing, saliva, feces. All right. So let's make sure we're not sneezing on our young ones, coughing on them. Um, Be careful with the kissing of young children and see to it that they don't put their hands in their pampas because children have a way of being very fiddly and fidgety when their pampers are, you know, not clean. Oh my God, moments. I have to tell you what happened to me yesterday. (laughs) So you know how, you know, the dads, I guess, take their kids out to eat, whatever, right? I'm in this restaurant and the wall of the restaurant has those little square tiles that are all different colors. 
So it's a dad, his son, and his little, I don't know, she probably was about four years old. I guess she felt the wall was dirty. So she would put her hand in her mouth, get her spit, Ew. and she was cleaning the wall with her spit. And the dad did absolutely nothing. I don't even think he paid attention to what she was doing. She must have cleaned a whole, like, Ew. one foot tile. And I literally had to turn my head away because normally I would say something, but I'm learning to just be quiet. Your business. Because it's not my baby, right? Drink my water, mind my business. I was eating pancakes at the time. Oh but that gosh. was so, oh my God. It, it like, and, and like you just said about kissing children. Everything that was on that wall is now inside that baby system. Oh. And he'll probably take her back home and not even understand why maybe she has a stomach ache or whatever. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> yeah. I, I, Jafet, oh, my gosh. I've seen some things, yeah. And um, people don't wipe their children's hands or stop them from doing certain things. I've seen children rolling around on the floor. Now, you understand people have shoes on. God knows what these people step in on the outside, bring it into the um, restaurant. Children are on the floor, hands sprawled out, hands go in their mouth, or they put their hands in the mouth of their parents. And I'm like, clean these people's hands off. Yeah, it happens, you know. I know we need a certain amount of germs to build up resistance in our bodies, but too, I think that's a little too much if you ask me. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> so... Time for sports news. 30 women who accused former Houston Texan player Deshaun Watson of sexual misconduct have finally settled their lawsuit with his former team. All the women who made or planned to make claims against the Texans for their role in Watson's alleged misconduct have settled their claims for an undisclosed amount. Last year, the quarterback was accused of making unwanted sexual advances or sexually assaulting multiple women during massage therapy sessions. The settlement agreement comes less than a month after Watson settled 20 out of the 24 lawsuits filed against him. Watson has vehemently denied the accusations, but he did admit that he had sexual encounters with some of the women. He also claimed these encounters were consensual and added that he did not force any masseuse to do anything against her will. I will have no further comment on the allegations or the Texans' role other than to say that there is a marked contrast in the way in which the Texas, Texans sorry, addressed these allegations and the way in which Watson's team has done so, said attorney Tony Busby, who represents all 30 women. As previously reported, only one of the 30 women who made allegations against the Texans filed a formal lawsuit. That particular lawsuit will be dismissed with prejudice as soon as the appropriate settlement paperwork is complete. Busby said that the remaining lawsuits against the quarterback are scheduled to move ahead. We hope to try them all in the spring of next year. In the meantime, we will continue to do the important work to search for such. Um, when I was reading the story earlier, as I was putting the news articles together, Something came went through my mind. I know we spoke about him, Deshaun, and you know his need for self control, and 
had he exercised self-control, even in the ones that were consensual, right? He would not be in this predicament. The, the, the NFL team would not be in the predicament with him. But I also have to look at the woman. At what point did you walk away? If he, and let me ask you, because I believe all the women in here are level-headed, well-thinking, sensible, reasonable. Right? I know um, Sonette is probably on driving. So, Javel, let me ask you. If you're a masseuse and someone comes into your establishment for a massage and you're in the room and the person starts to be inappropriate with you, what is your initial reaction going to be? I will not answer that question. I think I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Sonette is able to answer. Sonette? No, but in all honesty. Okay, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> in all honesty, I will give the person one warning. After that, he reaps or they reap what they sow. Perfect. Thank you. I feel like Judge Judy. <laughs> Orange, are you able to speak? If, you, if you're not able to, you can put your comment, your response in the chat. But I, I'd be happy to give my response. One warning. Tell us, please. One warning. And I'll be professional about it before I get gangster about it. I'll be professional. If I give you one warning and I say to you that no, this is not the type of business we operate, and you insist, I'm asking you to leave. You have to leave. I don't need your money. I don't need your business. You are leaving and you are no longer allowed in this establishment. And that's being professional. Now, depending on the frame of mind I'm in, right? Because we all know, depending on what time of the month you catch me in, if my hormones are raging and I'm not too stable, you might get um, a God bless you. Try Jesus, don't try me. Response? Yeah, let's just leave it right there. We're on air. But really and truly from a professional standpoint and i hope that i would have enough self-control to ask him to leave one warning and then you're out so i'm asking the woman how far did it get did you go all the way and then want to charge sexual misconduct against him why didn't you stop why didn't you walk didn't you have the option to walk out of the room did you have to indulge his um, fantasies? Did, you ha did he hold you hostage? Was a gun put to your head? Did he lock the door and take away the key? Making you subject. Could you not scream out in those instances? Let us say that's what happened. So is he 100% responsible? In the Me Too movement, the Me Too era, 
He is 100% responsible. And there's no recourse. Yes. Even, even just moving their hand to, his, to any part of his body where they didn't want to go is a violation. Anything could happen. It doesn't have to be penetration. It doesn't have to be gone. It's just anything that is other than that wanting to be done is, is a violation. So, Okay. All right. And in some instances, it's just a perception. That's it. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Thank you for that clarification, Sunette, because I'm here thinking it's all the way or them performing a hand job on him. And I will not go into detail for those who are listening on air and not sure the hand job is catch me offline. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, it's going all the way, whether orally with one's hands or through penetration. I wasn't thinking along the lines, just the simple act of moving one's hand there to touch, you know, his genitals. But that's a valid point. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Deshaun, yeah, you're going to be broke if you don't change your behavior. Real bro. It's like supposed to say that some of these it's listen, this is not like we don't know what we weren't there. So some of these people could have piled on and said, Hey, this happened to me too. Yeah, pay me out. It's well, I'm not saying he's completely guilty, but anything that is done without someone's consent is a violation. So that's what I'm saying too. Right. Right. Yeah. But from a from a man's perspective, just to say, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to a lot of people, and a lot of um, us feel very nervous, right? Even with consensual situations that happened in the past, right? Right. That anybody can come and say anything years afterwards, and you cannot defend against it. Mm. So us as men are in a, in a, in a place where we live very very insecure and cautious yeah you know and we're very apprehensive where females are concerned yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Gotta some justified yourselves. some unjustified yeah, yeah. got to protect yourselves and, and move with caution you ha- you have to really you do in february Brittany griner was arrested at the moscow airport after customs officials found vape cartridges containing cannabis oil in her luggage She now faces up to 10 years in prison if she is convicted of transporting the drugs. Though she did plead guilty last week, the trial is not over yet. Griner's acknowledged possessing the canisters, but claimed she had no criminal intent. She said she was rushing when packing and didn't think about it. The WNBA star plays in Russia often as the WNBA player's salary is significantly low compared to NBA players. Griner's trial lawyer, Maria Blagovolina, revealed during Friday's trial that the basketball player had a U.S. doctor's letter recommending she use medical cannabis to treat pain. The attending physician gave Brittany recommendations for the use of medical cannabis, she adds. The permission was issued on behalf of the Arizona Department of Health. To be clear, medical marijuana is not legal in Russia. And just because Griner pleaded guilty, it doesn't automatically mean the trial will end. The prosecution will primarily focus on Griner's character and career as an athlete. 
The next hearing is scheduled for July 26. Isn't it ironic she came from the state with the worst health outcomes for people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. Did you have it? It's legally prescribed for you in the U.S., Russia doesn't recognize it. My question is, is this something you have traveled with before but just never got caught? Perhaps. You have to leave that door of possibility open. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. LeBron James says he hates Boston because their fans are racist AF. Wow. On the latest episode, <laughs> what was that? On the latest episode of his sports series, The Shop, James was asked why he hates Boston. The NBR star gave a simple answer because they're racist AF. He further explained his statement by saying they will say anything and it's fine. It's my life. I've been dealing with it my whole life. I don't mind it, I hear it. If I hear somebody close by, I check them real quick, then move on to the game. They're going to say whatever the blank they want to say. To back up his opinion, James brought up the 2012 incident at the Eastern Conference Finals. At the end of the game, James was walking to the locker room when Celtics fan doused him with water. James is not the first NBA player who has called out the city for its unruly fans. Clay Thompson complained, saying... We've played in front of rude fans before, dropping F-bombs with children in the crowd. Really classy. Good job, Boston. Draymond Green's wife has blasted the city in the past as well for chanting F-U Draymond during the NBA Finals. How do their team players feel about this, though? How do the Boston Celtics players feel? They are aware and ignore they just continue to collect the check? Or have they ever considered all of them just walking away and going to other teams? Or they can't because of clauses in their contracts? I don't know. Probably reserve that vitriol for visiting teams and, and leave their players alone. But they're, they're known to be racist in Boston. I, I, that city is not one I would ever go. I don't go there voluntarily. I don't like it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, if I was a player on the Celtics fan and I, or an aspiring NBA player, but I guess you have to go where you get drafted and then walk out when it's time. But why sit there and take it? Not the visiting teams. The visiting teams, I mean, you're subject to it. Or to some degree, can't the visiting team say, no, nope, we ain't going there. You come to us. Millions of dollars versus um a couple hours nope. of nastiness. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> wishful thinking moments. Wishful thinking. Ain't gonna happen. Remember, we thrive off of capitalism. It's all about the dollar bill. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Yeah. You're right. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> Stop dreaming. Wake the heck up. Yeah. Oh boy, well it's time for Caribbean Corner. Mm. 
and our Caribbean Corner Stories are out of Jamaica today. And our first story, courtesy of Loop, Jamaica.loopnews.com, Jamaica to host OAS Policy Forum on Resilience Building in Tourism. Tourism Minister Edmund Bartlett has announced that Jamaica will host a high-level policy forum of the Organization of American States, OAS, this week to focus on safeguarding the region's tourism sector from disruptions, including a looming recession. In emphasizing the significance of the meeting, which is to run from July 20 to 21, Bartlett said it relates primarily to building resilience among the small and medium-sized tourism enterprises to withstand disasters and external shocks. He also said the capacity building initiative will go a far way as we seek to future-proof the sector with an impending recession and other future shocks that the industry may face, adding that we need to be able to develop our capacity to respond to it. In stressing that the Caribbean's dependence on tourism is impatient of any discussion with regards to the need for this kind of resilience building, the tourism minister said if the SMTEs are not able to manage the looming recession, the tourism industry will feel the full effects of it. Bartlett said SMTEs represent 80% of the stakeholders in the industry. Meanwhile, he added that the OAS meeting will provide tools to the countries that are under its umbrella to help them better manage the disruptions, including those of climatic and economic types. St. James Police leading in gun seizures this year. The St. James Police are reporting that they have seized over 90 illegal firearms since the start of the year, which is the most across the 19 geographical police divisions. Of that number, 18 guns and 511 rounds of ammunition were seized in the parish between the months of May and June. During the month of May, six guns and 151 assorted rounds of ammunition were seized. This was followed by another 12 guns and 360 rounds of ammunition in June. The disclosure was made by Superintendent Aaron Samuels, head of operations in the St. James Police Division, during the monthly meeting of the St. James Municipal Corporation on Thursday. St. James has seen the largest number of firearms recovered since the start of the year. We have recovered 91 weapons. Good job, St. James. Good job. Keep the good job going. 6,000 young people to be employed this summer. A total of 6,000 youngsters from across Jamaica will be engaged in gainful employment over a six-week period from the government's Youth Summer Employment Program. The National Initiative, which is in its sixth year, has officially launched at the Mannings School in Savlamar, Westmoreland, on Friday, July 15, um, by Prime Minister Andrew Holness and the Minister of Local Government and Rural Development, Desmond McKenzie. YSEP participants who will begin work on August 8 will be placed in public sector organizations. The young men and women will earn $10,000 weekly with team leaders earning $11,000 per week. In his address, Holness noted that the YSCP has provided employment for 27,500 young people since its inception, some 500 of whom have found permanent employment in the public service. It is important that we acknowledge that the program continued during what we refer to as the COVID years 2020 and 2021. 
So even in the middle of a crisis, we are able to continue with programs like these to get our young people targeted interventions for employment. Mr. Holness assured the youngsters that the government will continue to invest in programs that will give you a future that will give you hope. All right, good job. Um, I wasn't aware that they had this program. I know that there are some private organizations that do offer some um, programs, not just internships, but paid internships to some students. So to see that the government is behind this initiative, I applaud that. And I hope that it continues. Um, may these young people put the funds towards um, their education because back to school is coming up. Have to pay for uniforms, books, school fees, etc. So, however you can help, you to help out your parents, um, please do so. Um, but there's only only six thousand of maybe a hundred or more thousand children. Yeah. But something is better than nothing, you know, War. Um, yeah, but we can't settle for that every year. Something is better for nothing kind of attitude. Because it's been it's been like this. For it's our, been the 6,000? Yeah. Probably it's what the grant <laughs> money can cover. Yeah, but I'm saying if, if, if it's, that's what the grant money can cover, then things will continue to go bad because policies is what's more... Um, which is a better approach at solving the problem. You know what I mean? But if, if your focus is going to be mainly on tourism, tourism sector, sector mm. right, as a way to move the, the island forward, then we're not going to get very far. You know, and they give us, they give us the shiny things, little shiny things, and don't do the real work that is necessary like there's no vision yeah i see what there's you're no saying vision. i see what you're saying okay yeah. so you said there are a hundred thousand kids um in the program but only six thousand can benefit right while we look at the fraction as being less than 10 percent of the number right um what i would then say while we yes i understand there's a policy issue in place and I understand that tourism is not the only thing that we can be pushing down people's throats as an opportunity for advancement. What I would then say is this, because these 6,000 opportunities are within the public sector. So these are government jobs. So I'm taking it that the funding is coming from grant money, right? So here is what I will do to give more. And you probably can't give the full 100,000 an opportunity. So my recommendation then would be, let us see how we can improve the number year over year. And that could be done with collabor or through collaboration with private organizations. You approach, um, and let's just throw some names out there. You approach, and I'm not saying that these companies are not doing it because I know some of them already are, but I'm just going to say, um, approach National Commercial Bank. For those who are interested in finance, you can look at finance companies, National Commercial Bank. Um, Jamaica Money Market Brokers, there's Citibank, there's Scotiabank, CIBC, and all the other financial institutions that are there. If each branch of each entity takes on one to two person, that helps, right? Then look, let's look in other corporate sectors, right? Marketing, um, entertainment, even. Let's look at the airports, travel, 
So there are so many different avenues that we could approach the different sectors or the different businesses and say, hey, listen, even if it's a supermarket, hey, and offer for, I, I tell you something, I know some corporate entities might say, okay, so where's the kickback for us? You know, what's in it for me? Where's the whiffing? So, okay, offer a little incentive. I don't know, something so that we can change the mindset of the youth. So, yes, I get it. 6,000 is a small number. Still grateful. Let us see how we can increase the number um, by having conversation, dialogue with other companies. I don't know. Would that help, uh, War? Um, um, if you can sit here and rattle off so many different <laughs> approaches, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just off the top of your head in a second. What is wrong with governments that they're in for how many years and so many years and cannot <laughs> come with anything <laughs> real, substantiative, and viable? It simply means to me they don't have, like I said, no vision, and they don't have the people's interest at any point, or the island's interest at any point to get it beyond what it is. I don't want to say they don't have vision. I'm going to say they don't care. That's what I'm going to say, because they have to have vision. And as... Who was it that said it last week? I'm not sure if it was Marlon who said it last week when we were talking about something. Are they speaking to the people that work for them? The gardener, the helper, the gate man, the security. Are they having conversation with them to get an idea of what's really going on on the ground? Have they sat down with these um, workers and said, hey, the salary that I pay you, how do you make it work? Are they having those conversations? And I'm not spreading a blanket on every single one because I do know from personal experience that there are some of them who look after their helpers and look after their gardeners. They were and look after their drivers and their um their what you might call it whatever, those people that work for them, you know, those lower level positions. I know some of them that do look after them. They help with school fees. They give them additional money, you know. Yeah. So I can't say they're all that way. No, they're not. It's just that we don't have enough of them doing that. It's just that we don't have enough of them taking the feedback into parliament and having conversation. They think it's a joke. I remember a couple months back when there was laughter when they were talking about breaking down the chicken back and the this and the flour and the that. I think it was a joke to them. It was a joke to them. So they don't take it so seriously. And that is why I say I'm war. They don't care. It's not that they lack vision. They don't care. Point blank. But I, I agree with you. I do agree with you. Yeah, I'll just leave that. that but um, yeah, I agree with you. But uh, I would say too, vision, <laughs> the vision, the vision, right, mm -hmm. would coincide in your motivation. 
<laughs> so if you don't have it, then you're not motivated to do anything. Mm. But they should be motivated the, the amount of yeah. money they line their pockets with. Shouldn't they be motivated? Or the hookups that well, they give their friends, shouldn't that motivate them? Yeah, they're motivated in that way for self-gain, <laughs> self-gain. Just them and their immediate circle, but not for the constituent that they are dear to serve. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and even with um, what you say, they look after their gate man, their people like that, is only because they're in close proximity to them and they're thinking about, to me, safety. Oh, no, <laughs> so no, if no, I treat no, these no. people right, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. Oh. That's just me. I Interesting. Just like to think, yeah. You know, think a little yeah. deeper, right? Let's dig <laughs> yeah. beneath the surface. Let's go beneath the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Stir the pot a little bit. <laughs> In sports news, the greatest. Shellyanne Fraser Price won her fifth world title as Jamaica's women lived up to expectations by sweeping the medals in the women's 100-meter final on yesterday's third day of the World Athletics Championships at Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon. Their accomplishment is the first in the history of the event. The Jamaicans matched Saturday's sweep of the men's 100-meter medal, but unlike Saturday, there was no flyover of U.S. fighter jets just before the final. Why would they do that? The Jamaicans, though, created fireworks of their own, chaired on by a crowd that was filled with Jamaican supporters decked out in black, green, and gold national colors. Fraser Price ran a championship record 10.67 seconds. She equaled her season's best, a time she had run twice before, once in Nairobi, Kenya, and again at Paris, France. Fraser Price added to the world titles she won in 2009, 2013, 2015, and 2019. Sharika Jackson was second with a personal best of 10.73 and Olympic champion Elaine Thompson third 10.81. It was beautiful watching the race. Let me just say that. But um, not to put a damper on anything, but I'm sorry, I have to highlight something that was of grave concern to me. It seemed as though number four was the official spot for a lot of the Jamaican athletes in the various races. One, two, three, four, boom, Jamaica, four, boom, Jamaica, four, boom, Jamaica. It as though we, that was our lucky number for a lot of the races. I don't know what's going on. It's in particular, the men. There's this young fellow, though. He's very promising. He's young. I think he's 21 or 23. Not sure what it is. I can't remember his name right now, but he has a bright future ahead of him. Um, he's a good runner. Oh Lord, his name has slipped me. Ay ay ay. Oops, I really can't remember his name. I can't believe this, but um, yeah. But I'm a little concerned with the men, the Olymp, the 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 male athletes. Sorry, just as I'm concerned about the. Jamaica boys, the reggae boys, sorry, the, the footballers, the soccer team. I'm a, I'm a little concerned about them as well, that they're not, what's, what's going on, guys? Can we get it together? Get you back up on top where you belong? Because Jamaicans are known for athletics. 
just as they're known for music, just as they're known for tourism, just as we're known for our good old herbs, we're known for athletics. So they're not drinking their tonic. What's going on? I don't know. Are not eating enough yam? <laughs> That's what I'm supposed to say. That's enough yam. They they might eat too much, too much processed food. food. <laughs> Come on, let's get the diet in check. So, entertainment. This is a little disappointing for me, this next story. The results of the 2022 International Reggae Poster Contest, IRPC, are out, and no Jamaican artist has been voted in the top 100 entries. The winner was announced on Sunday with Greek artist Vasilis Grivas taking the top spot with a piece titled Queen of the Maroons. Second place went to Mahmoud Soyer from Turkey with a work entitled Woman's Power. And third place went to Iran's Mina Nasliani, whose work was titled Inner Peace. These three emerged from the 1,180 posters which were submitted from 653 artists in 53 countries. A Jamaican artist is yet to win the IRPC in its entire 10-year history. In the first two years, Jamaican artists fared reasonably well. In one year, Taj Francis placed fifth, with the eventual winner being Alon Brer from Israel. In year two, Rohan Mitchell copped fourth position to Balad Spakodi of the United Kingdom, who took the top spot. In a previous interview with the Jamaica Observer, co-founder of the IRPC, Maria, noted that over the years, locals have shied away from participating because of the lack of financial reward all right let me speak to you artists for a second and and bear with me and i know you're gonna say but me need money no but bear with me consider it an internship doctors do internships sometimes for little or no money people who work in radio internships little or no money other professions, little or no money, you do internships, right? But if you are recognized during that internship program and hailed as one who does exceedingly well, it opens up doors for you. It opens up opportunity for you. And sometimes you have to bite the bullet, get the exposure, don't worry about the financial reward. Get that exposure because that exposure, if you maintain consistency and the high standard, the high quality of work, you keep putting that out, it will reap rewards. So don't give up or not get involved. I don't see why we are having a piece titled Queen of the Maroons being the top winner and it's not a Jamaican. It's a Greek artist. So we have to change our mindset. Yes, we need the money, but the money will come if you're truly passionate about what you're doing. I remember Mary J. Blige said she didn't worry about not getting paid or not getting paid enough for the Super Bowl. Because she knew what was going to come on the back end. And that was a smart business move on her end. Because since the Super Bowl, she is busy. 
as a matter of fact, her being booked, seriously booked for engagements back to back came upon the ad, the ad that she was going to be one of the performers just like that. So we have to know how to balance the scales out. We have to know how to do something in the short term for the long term. And yeah, so we're being hit with not winning the Grammy, right? And now we're being hit here. But in this case, I think we have a little more control because it speaks to our drive, our determination, our hunger. I don't know if I'm making sense. I, you know, people might say, oh, shut the heck up because we need the money. No, what are you talking about? Money come, no, me have to eat today. I get it. But keep doing the other things and make, you know, make your couple of thousands here and there. The millions are going to come. You never know when someone will see the work and commission a piece from you and be willing to pay you way beyond what you were expecting. But we give up. And I'm, I'm going to turn the conversation on myself as well. I'm, I'm not just going to speak to them. I'm going to speak to myself. How many times have we given up because we're not seeing the results right away? I know I have. I don't see the results in two months. I don't see it in three months. Ah, let me throw in the towel. No, it doesn't work like that. And then we will see somebody else doing the same thing, excelling, and we think it's automatic for them, but they too were putting in the work. Your time will come, folks. Do not throw in the towel. That's, that's my two cents. Time for us to take another quick music break. A little more soca for us on this Move It Monday. Yo 
your back tech walk She don't want the water come She want to have some fun Girl, just bend your back tech walk, tech walk, tech walk She tell me see, hold the water Boy, hold the water She tell me see, hold the water She have a whining fever Time. Hey girl, just whine and take the pipe and don't you cry Don't you cry, girl You blow my mind I'm in love how you whining fine You whining fine Hey girl, just stick and then you talk Show them the wine Hey girl, bend your back Hey girl, bend your back Cause a back shot time Cause a back shot time Wine and go down there hey. And come up one time Come up my girl Show them you can work it, work it. Bend your back for the working work it. If you're bad and brave, girl If you're bad and brave And back for the snapshot Thank you to all of our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee in Toll, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Remember on Thursday, we are joined by Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. You can also check it out online at futurefm.net. Coming up later on on JohnOrita.com at 3 p.m. It's all-inclusive Mondays with DJ Trouble. And then at 10 p.m. Eastern, it's Days After Dark with Moments with me and the crew, Rose Solo, Sonette, and Marlon. Tonight we're talking about cheating. Why do we cheat? Coming up after the music break, it's Believe It or Not Story. This is the way we live, we lie.
stage I designed the qualities of other stage Spent hey. all my life dancing on stage Savannah stage Good morning <laughs> Coffee and toe Good morning <laughs> Once again Says way Thank you so much for tuning in Believe it or not stories Men come forward with claims of having sexual encounters with anti-LGBTQ plus Pastor Jesse Lee Peterson. Pastor Jesse Lee Peterson, who sparked controversy for his anti-LGBTQ plus views, has been accused of having sex with multiple men. According to the Daily Beast, two former male associates accused the Los Angeles pastor and online radio host of having sexual encounters with them. Other men claim that Peterson propositioned them. One of those gentlemen, Patrick Rooney, claims his sexual relationship with Peterson lasted about 10 years. Rooney was frequently seen on TV and online show appearances uh, with Peterson, who praised him as one of the smartest white men this side of heaven. Another man, Samuel Arambula, also told Church Militant that he had sex with Peterson in 2020 during his time hanging out at the Bond House, a Los Angeles home where Peterson resides with several male members of his religious brotherhood. Peterson has mostly avoided questions about the explosive revelations. However, in late June, a caller to his online show pressed him about his lack of response to the allegations. Uh, it, it's not concerning to me, Peterson replied to the audience as he hung up on her. Peterson is a proud delegate of the, or delegate, I'm sorry, of the so-called Manosphere, an online hyper-masculine right-wing internet community that fights for traditional gender roles and pushes against LGBTQ plus rights. Peterson has been regarded as one of the movement's most vocal members, referring to people who participate in gay parades as children of Satan. However, in light of the allegations that surfaced last month, many of Peterson's allies have reportedly turned against him. Anthony Dream Johnson, the organizer of, of several Manosphere events where Peterson has been a guest, slammed the renowned pastor in a June 22 newsletter. He said that Manosphere members were grieving after learning that Peterson allegedly had sex with men. May Jesse burn in hell, Johnson wrote. Peterson has not spoken out again about the allegations against him. Is it me or... Do I feel that people who go hard, and I mean really hard against um, the LGBTQ plus community or homosexuality, do, is it that they're fighting something inside of themselves? Why they have to go so hard against the community or hard against people who live that lifestyle, condemn them to hell and so on and so forth? Are they wrestling with something? That's what his history has shown us. Yeah. Because here it is, this pastor, who's blatantly against the lifestyle, is indulging in the lifestyle. And you're right. Those who are so... Allegedly. Yeah. Because they don't want to have anything to do with them. They don't want them in their presence. They, 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 they want to wipe them off of the face of the earth. Yet behind closed doors, they're doing the very things that they're out here condemning and causing other people to kill people over. It is better you shut up. 
be a hypocrite. Casting judgment for the very things you're doing. I, I, I just wondered, um, Javette, because I've seen it time and time again. Those who are so emphatic and vocal about their feelings. If they had the power to eradicate them off the face of the earth, they probably, probably would. If they knew, there would be no repercussion for it. They probably would. We're soon going to see a lot of politicians mm -hmm. making babies on the side, too. A lot more. <laughs> yeah, because they can't get abortions. Yeah. And I want those women to come forward, not take hush money. I want them to say, hey, I got a baby announcement. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they need to put them on child support the minute they have sex, right, Javette? And they feel they have conceived and then the, the conception is confirmed. Yeah. Put them on child support right away. Exactly. All the new laws that they have enacted. Yes, exactly. A Florida couple is behind bars after their six-year-old son was found unconscious with his head inside a toilet bowl. Osceola County Sheriff's offices made the shocking discovery on July 5th while responding to a call about a child possibly drowning. When they arrived at Knight's Inn in Kissimmee, they went to the room of 22-year-old Larry Rhodes and 25-year-old Bianca Blaze and found the child with swollen eyes and no pulse. He was rushed to Arnold Palmer Hospital with a life-threatening brain bleed. He is now on life support. Initially, Blaze told police that she went to a drug testing facility on the morning of July 5th, but it was closed. So she returned to the motel room where the family lived. She said she found her son with his head in the toilet like he was drinking water. Blaze said she later determined that the boy was unconscious. Rhodes was reportedly lying on one of the beds. Blaze first claimed that the six-year-old sustained his injuries from playing with his four-year-old brother, who also lived in the motel room. However, when emergency personnel questioned the younger child alone about the bruises and cuts on his body, he confirmed that Rhodes beat him. In total, six children lived in the room with the couple, and all of them had visible bruises and injuries. Blaze denied the children were being abused at first, but soon confessed that Rhodes would beat the children with a woman's sandal to discipline them. Investigators located the shoe inside the hotel room and observed blood on it as well as on the walls. Marks and the children were also consistent with the pattern on the bottom of the sandal. Blaze also admitted that she and Rhodes had been together for seven years and he suffered with, from schizophrenia. Rhodes has been off his medication and watching their children while she worked for Uber and Shipped. While she recognized she needed to leave him, Blaze said she did not have the financial means to do so. Rhodes refused to speak with the authorities and demanded a lawyer. Blaze and Rhodes were charged with six counts of child neglect with great bodily harm. Rhodes was also hit with an added battery charge and aggravated child abuse. He remains behind bars. Blaze eventually posted bail and has been released. Um, I don't want 
to sit here and speak because I've never been in the situation, thankfully. Um, but too often, people are choosing to stay with people because of convenience, because they lack the money. Um, last week, I had a conversation with Marlon. And I said, the number one problem with us as humans, especially for those who believe in God, is that we don't turn to God first. We turn to other human beings as to be our saviors. And we make God the last resort. We say we have faith, but we don't. We say we believe, but we don't. I understand that you have six how many? Six children? Am I right? Did I read that correctly? Six children? Yeah. I understand you have six children. And I understand that you are aware that this man is schizophrenic. You said that you know you should have left. But why don't we leave and trust that things will work out for us? That yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, there are going to be dark days. But the dark days can be short-lived or will go away if we are so determined. Is it worth it? Now you have lost all the children. Now you have been removed from the relationship. Now you have been removed from the situation forcibly because... You did not take the necessary steps. At some point, it's no longer about us. It's about these children. And you can't say you're staying with a schizophrenic, someone who is unwell mentally because of money. What about the children and their needs? Their need to be in a healthy environment. If it's hot dogs for dinner, it's hot dogs for dinner. If you have to do ramen, don't put the sodium packet in there because this, that is what is the killer. Jazz it up. Buy some eggs. Buy a pack of sausage. Cut up the sausages. Boil the eggs. Put it with the ramen noodles. Buy some chicken breast. Put that in there too for added protein. You know, as, as you're saying that, you know, we really can't, you know, pass judgment. Because I remember once I was talking to this lady uh, that was in a an abusive relationship for like for like years. And I mean, some serious song violence. And she was like, no matter how much you know that it was wrong, there was something that just um kept her there until she woke up one morning and boom. Uh, she has clarity. So a lot of times people are in this situation, man, and, you know, we from the outside, we can see all the wrongs and, you know, they can do this, they can do that, but they need to have that, have that clarity. And sometimes, unfortunately, it takes something drastic um, for them to actually um, have that clarity. You know, as somebody who, 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 you know, grew up not having much when it comes to, um, you know, food kind and, you know, your mother substituting, you know, all these things and uh, chickens. It was actually like a, like a, a, like a gourmet meal. We had some chicken, like, oh my God, got chicken this week. 
you know, like something, something special. So, you know, I, I, I understand, but I don't know, man. It, it takes Clyde, man. So I'm not, I'm not gonna condemn her yet because you know we all hope that she do the right thing. But you know, we from from the outside looking in, uh, we can see things different than those who are actually, you know, sitting right in the midst of the woods. Yes, naturalist. I agree. And I'm trying my best. I really am. I don't want to judge her because I'm not in her situation. I really am trying. But here's the thing. She knew she needed to be out of it. That's the thing. So she had some clarity, but she was kept there because of money. So how do we help those people, naturalists, who have the clarity, who know and they want to leave, but they don't have the money to do so? How do we help those? How do we reach out to those people? That is it, that is a that is a failing of government, really and truly, um, to 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 actually um, put things in place where these um, single moms uh, don't have to choose between uh, leaving their kids home by themselves to go do a job interview, or you know don't go on on the interview. Um, it's 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 the same. It's, it goes down to this: if your country cares for you, go back into the whole idea of a community building something. Uh, then you'll have a much better society. But because we are living in a place where it's each person for themselves. You said earlier when you when a black person get rich, all of a sudden they move out of the out of the ghetto, and now they're just with folks who have money, and they they don't turn their back and, and, look, and look behind them. So until it becomes like a, a community thing, we're gonna just keep going down this road. I remember growing up, anybody in my community could beat me, and if I go home and open my mouth, I'll get another beating. I'm not saying we should allow folks to, you know, just walk on the beach with kids, but everyone had interest in what you were doing. Right. But now we're just in a more selfish way. We're just me, myself, and I. And um, that's why it takes take, take community. You know, unfortunately, you know, you can say, okay, go, go get a job. But then they get a job, they make him in more ways. They have four kids. Well, you could say, well, they should have had four kids, but they had the kids already. Right. So what next? I know, man. It's, community you're right when you talk about selfishness um naturalist you're right you're absolutely right we are selfish and many of us coming from the caribbean were not selfish but we came here and became selfish right um not to go off too much on a tangent but it's weird so across the street one house right in front of our house and then one house down, the house is for sale. Oh, did it sell yet? No, sign is still up. It's under contract. And I don't know the people. I don't know who lives there. I don't know them. I see their vehicles. I see the vehicles go and come, but I don't know them. Never spoke to them. Um, Next door to me, we have a Trinidadian couple that we interact with occasionally. Um, I learned from the neighbor that the person who is selling the house, that the wife died two years ago. I didn't even know that. Didn't even know that. There are people on my street that I've never seen them. Don't know what they look like. You see the vehicles go by. You don't know them. And we live in a small community. And I will say this. When we just moved into the community, it was it's a very small community. I don't even think we have 50 homes over here. It's really small. Um, but it was a new development, and everybody knew everybody, right? But once all the homes were built, 
Um, yeah, we don't know everybody anymore. You know, everybody is so self-indulged. Everybody's just focused on their needs and what they have to do. Yeah. We have become a selfish society. A girl in Canada, a Jamaican girl in Canada made a video and she was talking to people back in Jamaica and she said, listen, in Jamaica I knew my neighbors. We look out for each other, but I've been here five years and I don't know who my neighbor is. I've been hungry in my apartment and nobody knows because there's nobody for me to turn to. Something is wrong with that picture. But we have to um, hold ourselves accountable for that too. Yeah. I mean, so I'm the treasurer. We have homeowner association where I live. I'm the treasurer of my um, association. So I get to know people that way. But before I came aboard, at least the people on my block, you know, I made sure I said hi to them and whatever. But a lot of people are going through things that they don't want to tell other people as well. True. So you have to hold yourself accountable as well. Yeah. But these are the type of things that these Texas politicians, and yes, I'm saying it, Texas politicians or maybe all politicians should be putting their time and energy in, not in what I want to do with my body for the third or fourth time. I think I said that today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. I have to hold myself accountable. And you know what, But I do. I'm not like Marlon. Marlon is the Community Association um, Public Relations Officer. I'm only joking. He's not that. But yeah, he's the one who will wave to people, talk to people, right? I'm, I'm not that. I'll be honest. I, get, I pull up in my driveway, get in the garage, close that garage, get out, get inside. So <laughs> that's me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, and I know it's bad. And I'm confessing my sin, right? Um, Marlon will be talking to the neighbor across the street and I bolt inside. I don't want to talk to nobody. It's bad. It starts with me. You're right. And thank you for reminding me that I have to work on me. If I want sense of community, I have to be willing to embrace others. Let go of my, what is it? I don't even know what the term you'd call that. How do you describe somebody like that? I don't know. Introversion. <laughs> yeah, I have to let go of that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's a thing. You have to figure it out if you want it. I like to live in apartment buildings where, um, when I lived in Brooklyn, just so I could have my anonymity. Anonymity. Sorry, hard word. Um, so I don't have to know who you are or whatever. Right. right now, I live in a completely different type of situation. We live in a co-op where we know our neighbors. We are, I speak to my neighbor more than my mom right now because... She's always giving me food. She's always um, picking things up for me at random without me asking. And now she's not doing so well. She's like, Sonette, could you help me go down the stairs with something? You know, and she'll yeah. she give me a quick call or text. And then I also know the neighbor in the next building. And I know who has a new dog, who has a new child, who, um, who's going to leave. Unfortunately, who passed away. So their, their house is, their apartment is now for sale. We have to figure out, do we, do we, do I like that? You have your choice. Like, like, Javette was very clear in saying, 
we make that decision of how much we want to be involved and how much we don't want to. Right. Because there's also a neighbor in the, in the part, in the neighborhood, I know. And if that little old bitch, and I said it out loud, comes in my face one more time, she may get hurt because <laughs> she's dumb and she's racist. Yeah. But the next one who lives next door to her, she's a sweet, prune old woman, but she's sweet as all can be, but not the other one. Right. So you will make your decisions. And I apologize for swearing to people on Jano Radio and QMC. <laughs> it's thank not you, swearing, speaking. it's a word. But, and yes, um, Sunet, thank you. Valid point. And how do we balance the two? You can know them, understand them, and then, no, you know what, avoid that one or just be cordial in passing. You don't stand and have conversation with that one because you know how that one is. But, yeah, sense of community is gone. It's lost um, because we're so focused on us and surviving for us and just our household. Yeah. Oh. Hi, moment. Good morning. Hi, I live in an area that I don't even have home association because it's an old neighborhood. I live in my house now 13 years. The guy directly behind me, I don't know them at all. A couple of times he was in his backyard and I was in mine. I attempted to say hello. They're from a foreign country, from South Korea, I believe. He acted like he didn't even see me. And when his wife is walking around, of course, my yard, in fact, I went, took the opportunity and she just got off and wouldn't even say anything to me either. And there's a, a couple across the street. They moved in about five years later. They're a little friendly, but the neighborhood is changing culture and the people coming in, they don't care nothing about me. You know, even if I go out and say something to them, they they act like, one, they, I don't speak English or they act like they didn't even hear me. So there's many, many reasons to why communities are disconnected. And it's for if you're from different culture, you're different from them. A lot of those people now, and I'm not even going to say COVID, it was always like that. You know, some neighborhoods, you they just don't talk to people that look like me and you sometimes, even if they're not always, it's not just the white, but it's every, every other race that don't look like me don't want to talk to me, even if you're trying to say hi, hello, you wave at them, they act like they don't see it. And so that's why I don't know my neighbors, not because I didn't try, you know. Um, but at least you tried, Dr. Daphne, right. that's the good part. Yeah, yeah. they don't even, they don't even care. I'm like, oh, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Let's keep it moving. Just keep off my yard. That's all I say. Yeah. So unfortunate that it happened to this young lady that, you know, oh boy, Nick Cannon is in the entertainment news. He says it's safe to bet that he will have three more children by year's end. <laughs> you go, Nick. <laughs> Anybody need a baby? Check, Nick. He got you. He will hook you up. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> with that moment is these women that's gonna sit there and call each other names like you're not nick right so how do you come for each other you're not saying nothing about him but, I'm just but dr daphne he said and i think i read it right here in coffee until he said he doesn't need all his baby mamas and i hate that term but that was he this is his words i don't need my baby mamas to get along that's what he said 
So he really doesn't care. But the part that gets me, these women who are having the children for him, I think they're just doing it for a paycheck because they know, and he publicly announced that he's still in love with Mariah Carey and he would love to get back with her. He was the, she was the best thing that happened to him. Ouch! What a slap in my face after I lie down with you and have your child and this is what you're going to say? No. So, yeah. Uh, Nick will be all right. <laughs> no, that's my um, point. Well, that's my point. Is that I'm confused to why they don't get along. What are they fighting over exactly? I don't know. <laughs> he must be that good. But <laughs> uh, the check is maybe. I would not put it on Ooh, that. Lord have mercy. He said like a fantasy. You want a fantasy with Mariah Carey. That's not love. <laughs> it's not no fantasy, Kay. He's been in love with her. He wants her back. I don't think it's a... I think it goes beyond that. It goes, my opinion, I may be wrong, Kay, but I, I, how would you feel though, even if it's a fantasy and you're with Nick and you're pregnant for him, carrying his child, and he says that, how would, how would it make you feel? I feel like he a whore. He just, he, just, he, he don't know what he wants. He just, I would feel hurt. Yeah, he don't really know what he wants. Yeah. That's Wait, I'm going to push back on that. Why would you have any feelings? You did you, you? These are the things sometimes I, as a woman, I get that frustrate me. It's Nick Cannon is Nick Cannon. Why will he change? Is your coochie got some kind of special juice or special powder that's gonna get on top of his penis and it's gonna go to his brain and then he's gonna become a, a logical you know, caring human being. I'm confused. It's like, they knew this. Moira Carey was married to him. Her situation a little bit different, right? But any woman after that, how dare you have feelings on such and such? You did, I'm sure he didn't lie to you. He didn't come in, you're going to be my only baby. I love you so much. You're my one and only. He didn't sing that song. So how dare you have feelings right now? So we need to be in control. <laughs> um, take take what you take you went into the situation understanding what you want so now you in it because it's probably seeing what you need to say now you want to have some kind of um feeling and some kind of fuss come on now stop that <laughs> we oh, need wow. to get self-control <laughs> amber rose says she does not believe in god because she has more questions than answers and she expounds on her spiritual beliefs after saying she doesn't believe in god Mova rose recently sat down with the it's tricky podcast and spoke about spirituality when asked did she believe in god rose said she believes in science but not necessarily a higher being comedian craig robinson and for more on that story and this one please check out ball alert Comedian Craig Robinson cancels comedy show after an active shooter entered the venue. On Saturday, Saturday night, the office star was evacuated from the comedy zone in Charlotte shortly after 9 p.m. A male gunman entered the venue demanding that everyone leave the building before firing at least one round. According to police, guests immediately exited the building and thankfully there were no injuries. And that's my time, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your support as always. And of course, everyone here with ladies, me on Clubhouse, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. where the conversation Thank happens. You. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you for tuning in to Jono Radio. Jono Radio. We are, we, are, we are online 24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. And before I sign off of QMZ Radio and Jono Radio, by the way, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck got married in Las Vegas. Yep. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Remember, coming up later on on JanoRadio.com at 3 p.m., it's DJ Trouble with All-Inclusive Mondays. And 10 p.m. Eastern, it's Days After Dark with Moments, Sinedro, Solo, and Marlon. Thank you so much. Have yourselves a wonderful rest of the day. Take care of yourselves wherever you go. Whatever you do, please be safe.